Hey everyone, I'm Jack Midkiff, and I want to welcome you to my podcast. This podcast is a true joy for me. It, uh, it makes me happy. It um, challenges me just a tad, <laughs> and it also gives me something to look forward to. And so I'm very thankful that I get to spend this time with you. I would love for you to connect with me through socials. You can do that um, on Instagram and Facebook and TikTok and all of those. I believe all of those are Jack Midkiff underscore or Jack underscore Midkiff. That's what they are. But uh, you can also shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to hear stories about, you know, if you are being inspired, entertained, uplifted, whatever with these podcasts. I just would love to connect with you. And you can do that at jackmidkiff at gmail.com. Now, today I want to talk about something for just a little while. And it is our perspective. Um, the word perspective means a particular attitude toward or way of regarding something. And then another part of that definition is a point of view. What is your point of view? Perspective is something that can be misunderstood and that can absolutely cause us lots of trouble uh, it can cause us lots of surprises one of my favorite stories of all time on perspective is um, my mother-in-law miss judy pelfrey and if she ever watches this which i'm not sure she watches podcasts or listen to podcasts but she might surprise me because she's she's with it one of my favorite stories about perspective is she worked at a church for years and years and years one day, one of the ladies walked in and said, hey, I've lost, and I think it was maybe 45 pounds or something like that. She said, I've lost 45 pounds. What do you think? And Judy's response was, oh, yeah, really? Where at? <laughs> well, Judy meant, did you do it through Weight Watchers? Did you go, you know, did somebody coach you? Did... She was meaning, hey, that's awesome. Who helped you do that? Well, when she, when the lady heard, oh, yeah, where at? She went, well, everywhere. <laughs> and so it was a different perspective that where at, from Judy's perspective, meant, hey, that's exciting. That's awesome. Where can I do that, possibly? And then the lady's perspective on, oh, yeah, where at, was like, don't you notice? I, I've lost it everywhere. So perspective is something that can confuse people. Your, your lack of perspective on, you know, understanding the right ways can, can, can steer us down the wrong path in life. Spiritually speaking, because I am a spirit, I live in a body, and I possess a soul, and so do you. Spiritually speaking, there's a world perspective, and then there's a word perspective. I've preached this message several times, but I just wanted to break it down a little bit and, and talk about it just kind of one-on-one -on -one here and give you some thoughts. First of all, a faith perspective is 
understanding that things can be and probably are different no matter what I see, smell, taste, touch, or hear. Because faith doesn't operate in the natural senses. Faith operates in the spirit. So faith is confidence that there's something exists other than what I see. In the King James, it says that now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. In the Amplified Version of the Bible, it says now faith is the assurance, title deed, confirmation of things hoped for, divinely guaranteed, and evidence of things not seen, the conviction of the reality uh, faith comprehends as fact what cannot be experienced by the physical senses. So, the world only can make decisions on what they see, smell, taste, touch, or see, or hear. Um, meaning, this world that we live in is a physical place. And so, the physical things of this world will affect my physical body. It'll affect, it'll affect my physical being. Therefore, it affects my mind. It affects the way I think. And so we can operate from a world perspective or we can operate from a faith perspective or a word perspective. Um, if you look in Philippians 4.19, it says, And my God, now this is Amplified Version, And my God will liberally supply, meaning fill until full, your every need according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. So my perspective as a Christian is that God is my source. You know, a lot of people say, oh, I've lost my job. What, what am I going to do? You know what? Your job was an instrument in God's hand to get finances to you. Thank God for jobs. You need a job. As long as we live on this earth, you have to have a job. But your job is not your source. Your job is a way that God, the source, can get finances to you. When you look at it like that, then it's not a thing of, oh my goodness, what am I going to do? I lost my job. It's like, okay, God, I trust you. You have a job for me, and I'm expecting you to reveal that. So by faith, I'm going to stay in peace by faith, I'm going to stay in joy. By faith, I'm going to stay in love. By faith, I'm going to walk forward in everything that I need to, to be doing because my job isn't my source. You're my source. That's the difference in the world perspective and the word perspective. There's all kinds of things. I want to talk about a few of those things um, today. One of them is joy. Do you understand the joy perspective comes from 1 Thessalonians 5.18. It says, in every situation, King James says, in all things, but in every situation, no matter what the circumstances, be thankful and continually give thanks to God, for this is the will of God for you in Christ Jesus. So, the joy of the Lord is your strength. Period. Not according to how things look, not according to how things feel, but I can be joyful, which means I can be powerful. I can have enough strength to get up and wash my face every morning and, and go meet the day with an anticipation of, of my needs being supplied, even my wants being supplied. You say, well, God doesn't say he'll give you wants. Yes, he does. The word says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added unto you. 
All these things include my wants. In the book of Psalms, it says, delight yourself in him and he will give you the what? The desire of your heart. So, yeah, he does say he'll give you wants. Now, where that has to come in is I have to be seeking him more than I'm seeking the wants. That's the key. I got to seek him and really want him and desire him more than I desire the fulfillment that I get from the things of this world. Uh, it says in Philippians 4, 4, rejoice in the Lord always. What? Always, always. Meaning the world may not be producing everything you want, but you can still rejoice in the Lord because he's your source. Because he's, he's where you get your power from. Because my God shall supply all my need according to his riches, and, and they never deplete. They never even get low. So if the economy is worrying you right now, go to the scripture. It says, worry about nothing. Pray about everything. Then go to Philippians 4.19 that we've already read. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches in glory. That shifts your perspective from, oh, my God, what are we going to do, to, oh, my God, I'm so thankful. Thank you, Jesus. That's the difference in a world perspective and a word perspective when it comes to joy. 1 Thessalonians 5.18, in every situation, no matter the circumstance, be thankful. In Philippians 4, 4 rejoice in the Lord always, Take pleasure in him. Again, I say, rejoice. And then you got Nehemiah, the eighth chapter, the tenth verse. I've already said it. I'm going to say it again. The joy of the Lord is my strength. So the joy perspective, some people think because you're going through a period of grief that you can't have joy. If you're going through a period of grief, grief, I promise you're not happy, nor would you be expected to be. But happiness comes from what happens. Joy comes from God because it's a fruit of the Spirit. It comes from His presence. And I'm thankful for that. The next perspective is the love perspective. In 1 Corinthians 13, 4, it says, Love endures with patience and serenity. Love is kind. Love is thoughtful. It's not jealous or envious. Love does not brag. It is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not proud. Going to verse 6, it says, love does not rejoice in at injustice. In other words, oh yeah, he got his. That's not true love. But rejoices in truth when the right and truth prevail. It says, let me read all of verse 5. I skipped out of it. It says, it is not rude, it is not self-seeking, it is not provoked or, or overly sensitive. You ever met really sensitive people? <laughs> It does not take into account a wrong endured. If you take into account a wrong endured, what does that mean? If you are always holding people accountable for what they did wrong to you, you see the person, you go, oh, yeah, I remember what they did. Then I'm not sure that's the, the God kind of love. It says it does not rejoice at injustice, but rejoices at the truth when the truth prevails. Love bears all things. Love um, believes all things, hopes all things. It says that love remains steadfast during difficult times. It endures all things without weakening. That's what true love does. That's what true love is. That's what true love does. Love is not an emotion that you feel 
Love is a decision that you make to forgive, to have compassion, to help people. And then, what about the God perspective? How do you see God and how, how, does, how does God see you? Let's talk about how He sees you first. The God perspective. In Isaiah 41.10, it says, be, um, Do not fear anything, for I am with you. Do not be afraid. I am your God. I will strengthen you. Be assured I will help you. I will certainly take hold of you uh, with my righteous right hand. I'm going to just make this statement. Hope it don't make anybody mad. Hope it frees somebody. God's not mad. We usually get mad because something goes in a way that we don't like. I guarantee you there's plenty of things that goes on this earth that God doesn't like. I grant you that. But I also know that the word says that he's not a man. So God is above being mad at you over your actions. Here's the thing that I always go back and think about. God would not have sent his only begotten son that whosoever that believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life if he was going to remain mad at you. He has compassion towards you. He has grace towards you. God, the God perspective is that he's rooting you on. He wants you to win. He doesn't hold grudges. He said when he forgives you, it's as far away as the east is from the west. He casts it into the sea of forgetfulness. He never remembers that again. And even if you're right in the middle of something right now, he's a gracious God. And we are in the dispensation of grace. Now, can you wait too long? You could. And I urge you not to do that. But today, the perspective of God that He has on you, He loves you. It says in Revelation twenty-two thirteen, I am Alpha and Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end, the eternal one. He's not just your ending. He's your beginning. He's your new beginning. He's not just the Omega. He is your Alpha. He is where you start today. Now, let's talk about my perspective as a believer about me. God's perspective is that He loves you. God's perspective, I believe, according to the Scripture, is He's there for you. Now, what about, what about my perspective? What about your perspective on you? You know, this, uh, well, I'm just an old chunk of coal. And I'm going to be a diamond someday. I mean, that's a cool country song that Billy Joe Schaefer wrote and um, John Anderson recorded. And I may have been guilty of singing it a time or two. But that's not Scripture. Paul said, Behold, all things have become new. You're a diamond today if you're a Christian. And if you're not a Christian, it's simple as just saying, Lord, I accept you. Forgive me of my sins. Come be my Savior. Like that. He said, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Romans 10, 13. 2 Timothy 1 says, says that I've not been given the spirit of fear. God doesn't make me afraid. God makes me powerful. He gives me love and he gives me a sound mind. Go read that scripture. Then in Philippians 4, 13, I can do all things through Christ. Go read that whole scripture. That has to be the perspective of ourself on ourself um revelation 12 10, 12 11 
And they overcame and conquered him because of the blood of the lamb and because of the word of their testimony. So what are you saying about you? What are you saying about you? What are you saying about your circumstance? It'll be highly affected by the perspective that you look from. Are you looking from a world perspective? Hey, if you look from a world perspective, you're going to be down. Because this world, <clears throat> let me say, uh, joy in a bottle <laughs> will bring you up for a minute. And then you'll have regrets, quite frankly, because you won't remember what you did. You won't remember what you said. And it'll bring you down. The joy of the Lord will be your strength. And you never have to get back in that place of weakness that's the difference in perspective of what the world has to offer and what God has to offer. It just comes down to, you know, it all, it all depends on how you look at it. My daddy have said that to me when, he, when I was a kid. So many Jack, it all, it all depends on how you look at it. And today I'm telling you, it all depends on how you look at it. You take a world perspective or a word perspective. Hey, this is short and sweet today. I hope that it's inspired you. I hope that it's uplifted you. I hope that it's give you a different get a different ability to maybe consider. Maybe you're a. Uh, I've heard people almost say with a badge of honor, "I'm a pessimist." Well, that's a really sad place to live. And if you choose to be a pessimist, you may do it, <laughs> but it's not going to bring you a lot of joy. I choose to be an optimist, and it's easy to be an optimist when I got Jesus Christ in my heart. When I look at things from a word perspective and not a world perspective, it's just so much easier. So today, choose Jesus, choose the word, look at the good side. Hey, is the glass half empty or is it half full? Mine, I want it to always be half empty or half full. I about messed up. Half full because I know that God has all I need. So hope you have a wonderful day, wonderful week. Tell everybody about the Jack Midkiff podcast. Um, I am the pastor of High Praises Church. I'd love for you to come and visit us. We have people come from different parts of the country to visit us. We've had lots of people move to Maryville lately from other parts of the country. They've came and um, just, you know what, just try our church out. If it's not for you, there's other churches, but we'd love to have you come and be a part of our congregation. And uh, send me an email, jackmidkiff at gmail.com, and I'd love to meet you someday. Maybe we can do that. God bless you. Have a great day.